This program is paid for by Weeby Marketing. Now, it's a hard reality to know you're getting older, but we all go through it. And with it comes aches and pains with every single step, it seems like. But the good part is the pains are fixable if you take the time to stop by Titan MRI. 2020 allows us a chance to take control of the things we neglected and start the decade off right by fixing yourself first. And the staff at Titan MRI has been handling that with the people of North Central Florida for more than 20 years. And they've done it so well, the Lake City community needs them. And Titan MRI has opened up a new shop up in Columbia County. I'm telling you, go see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. Their entire mindset is finding out what you need to feel better, and the process is easy as beating the Knolls the last couple of years. And with an average scan time of just 10 to 15 minutes, you'll be back on your way in no time. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in a town. If you're worried about not having insurance, don't be. That's never a problem at Titan MRI, and they'll even have your scan read same day. So no more excuses to start off the new year. Call Titan MRI today. Welcome to Hoop There It Is with WRUF Steve Russell and ESPN basketball analyst Mark Wise. Hoop There It Is, brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's go to the studio with Steve and Mark on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And we welcome you to another edition of Hoop there it is. I'm Steve Russell. Mark Wise alongside. Allison will produce our show today. What month is it? It is. The I mean, madness. You didn't give me a chance, but it is the madness. That's right, because it is now officially March Madness. And I'm going to tell you what. Over the weekend, uh, a lot happened. Of course, we'll talk about Florida. Right. The SEC is beginning to wind down now the last couple of games and, you know, bubble teams and all that sort of stuff. But let, let's start uh, by telling you, you can call us. You want to get a call in to Mark on the Campus USA phone line. That's 392-8255. So you can call that number. And uh, we'll have a lot of questions for Mark in a second. Well, let's start with Florida, Mark. Yep. Um, you know, it's amazing to me the difference one game makes. You know, boy, Florida's great. Well, now Florida stinks. I, I understand it. But you're talking in style of play alone with LSU and Tennessee night and day. Well, the bottom line Saturday was Tennessee's defense was better than Florida's offense in the first 20 minutes, and that's the reason why Florida got into a hole. Now, should, can Florida play better offense? Should they have played better offense? I don't know, but I know T- Tennessee's defense is pretty good, and it's pretty good on a nightly basis. LSU, on the other hand, beats you offensively. Tennessee has to beat you defensively. So that's the reason why they uh, dug a hole. It's a low-possession game. Uh, I think it was Florida's lowest-possession game of the year. You have to credit Tennessee for that. And then when Florida was able to make some shots and get the game going a little bit faster, that's what allowed for the comeback in the second half. And, um, you know, kudos to them because on the road, it's it's a first of all, it's a quadrant one game. So it's not a bad loss. It does not ding your resume in any way, shape, or form. Um, But it could have been a quad one win, which would improve your resume. And so from that standpoint, it was a missed opportunity. But as I said last Monday, Florida needed two of the last four to be what I would say comfortably in and probably in the 8-9 game, regardless of what they do in the SEC tournament. So they're on track for that. You know, We're on Chapter 18 and a half now, by the way. What you just said, though, I don't think most people understand. Well, no, they do, because I, I think everybody understands that there's the greatest season of college basketball parity we've ever had. It's just they don't want their own team to be part of the parity. I've said that before, so... Uh, yeah, I get it. You want your team to be uh, thirty-eight, no? And how many teams are undefeated? And you know, so uh, I get it. the 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 difficulty with this particular Florida team is the wild swings that they go on, and um, some of it is baffling. Uh, some of it is understandable. I don't think this is a great defensive team by any stretch. I've said that all year long. Uh, they don't have great quickness. They don't have the ability to block shots. For everything Blackshear gives them on the offensive end, he struggles on the defensive end for obvious reasons because of his physical limitations. So when you don't have a rim protector, uh, that kind of limits you in what you can do defensively. This is not an overly long team. 
So from that standpoint, um, they are um, most of the time they have to rely on being really good positionally. They have to be in the right place at the right time because they they don't take a lot of things away from you. This is not a high steel team. So uh, from that standpoint, they're getting, in my opinion, they're getting all they can get out of their defense. It's their offense that when the offense struggles, they struggle. Scott says, why have there been so many comebacks this year? Right. Wichita State overcame a 24-point yeah, deficit that was to defeat Ooh. SMU. He was watching Stanford, Colorado. The announcers were talking about Stanford blowing a big lead earlier in the season, and the Gators came back uh, twice, blew one. Seems to be happening all over. Why? Because I think uh, we are seeing such a wide variety of three-point shooting, and I don't want to get ahead of myself on the chalk talk, so I'll come back to that. Okay. Uh, he also said uh, he attended the uh, the South Carolina-Florida women's game this week. Uh, Carolina put 100 on Florida. Right. Um, thinks, last time I checked, South Carolina's pretty good. Yeah, and that's so uh, we don't have enough length to defend USC, includes keeping them off the offensive boards. Any comments on what Dawn Staley's done there and on the progress of the Gator women's team? Um, what Don Staley's done is fabulous. The 2017 national title, they're going to be in the mix again this year. I don't think UConn is in the mix. And so when you take UConn out of it, now who, you know, who, where are your next antagonists, if you want to think of it in those terms? Yeah. So I think they're got, they've got a shot at it. I think what she's done, not only from a winning perspective, but from an attendance perspective, what, the, what she has been able to achieve in Columbia is pretty special. Um, again, the the women's program, in my opinion, is trending up. Now, it's going to be a slow process, and especially in this league. But all you have to do is look around the league at some teams that, you know, Georgia's struggling, LSU has struggled, um, Vanderbilt is nowhere near what they were at one point in time. So I think there are some rungs up the ladder you can get on pretty quick. But it all, it's going to center around better players. No I mean, question. No question about it. Um, okay, let's go to our Campus USA phone line. That's where Greg is. Greg, hi. Hey, guys. Uh, uh, Mark, I'm not trying to sound funny or anything, can you figure out this Florida basketball <laughs> team? Um, I, I'm about ready to take a revolver and just shoot myself in the head. I, I just can't. I don't understand how some nights they're, right. they're so up. And I, I know you both say it's it, – Every game is its own thing, and it but is. How can there be that? How can there be that much disparity? And my other right. question, I'll get off and listen, is um, why is um, uh, Carrie Blackshear not a better defensive player? You mentioned that he's right. not good. We don't have somebody that can stop anybody going to the rim. Well, he had, even a hard foul. Why? Well, he has the. I don't know exactly what the foot ankle thing is, but he's not an explosive guy uh, because of that. If you, all you have to do is watch him, I'm not telling you anything anybody else hasn't said or or, or can see. Uh, he, he his left foot, I think he runs on the top of his left foot. His heel never goes to the floor, so he doesn't have that kind of explosive ability, and that's that limits you on both ends of the floor, really. If you want to eliminate droughts, I mentioned this maybe last week, two weeks ago. There are a couple of ways to do it. One is you get to the free throw line. Florida does not have what I would call a driver slasher that can get to the free throw line with regularity. The other part of that equation is you go get second chance points. Florida is not a great rebounding team for the same reasons I've said, talked about the defense. They're not an overly long team. They're not an overly big team. They're not, they don't play above the rim. Offensive rebounds are gotten above the rim. So if you don't, if you cannot do those two things to fill in the gaps when you're missing shots, you're going to go through some droughts. Uh, I, that makes sense. Uh, how about Scotty Lewis? Why isn't he more of a penetration type guy? He's got the body and the quickness and right. everything. Why? Why not? Well, because he's learning how to play with others and against others. He's having to learn, and they early in the year he did some ill-advised drives, turnovers. He's kind of taken that away from his game um, because everything in an individual session, everything in AAU ball, everything in high school, he was able to out-athlete everybody and get to the rim. That is no longer the case. And right. so you, when I talk about freshmen having to learn to play with others, it's not just passing the ball. It's learning how to play and how to attack, when to attack, 
how to move without the ball, which is a new concept for a lot of guys. And and because you cannot live with turnovers at this level. If you're going to if you go into the game and you turn the ball over, you can't play. You can't play, especially, especially this time of the year when there's so much right. at stake. Well, let's hope we can beat Georgia. I think I, t- I tell do. you, I think Scotty Lewis is a better offensive player in February than he was in November. Because he's eliminated some of the mistakes that he was making early on. But we need someone to get these guys into foul trouble on the opposing team and start going towards the rim. But he just well, told you, you don't, why? They don't, have, they don't have that kind of quickness. They don't have that kind of. They don't have a bucket getter. So their no scores have to come either in transition where you have open floor, or you have to make some tough shots. If well, you're grinding it out in the half court. It doesn't bode well for us going on then, does it? Well, what's the goal? What's the number one goal? Well, hopefully to get to the tournament. That's it. No, 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 no. What's the number one goal? Get to the tournament. Get in the tournament. And that's very much in play. Don't worry about winning games in the tournament until you get in the tournament. Greg, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Um, Okay, we have another caller, but I just need the name. That's what I was. Oh, Greg. Okay. Uh, Greg, welcome. Hi. Hey, Greg, back to back. No hey, kidding. Mark, uh, of course, I respect your uh, knowledge. You forgot more basketball than I probably ever knew. But I have a question, and, and yeah. you were just talking about it. With the athleticism, I've noticed with long teams, FSU and now Tennessee, and I get everything you said, and I agree with it, but I've never seen so many straight-line drives to the basket for the other team against our Florida defense or in my life. And I'm not that old, but I'm not that young. I've seen a lot of basketball in orange and blue, and they just drive straight in on us. I don't understand the switching on defense. I mean, I was wondering if you could expand on, or expound on it because it right. seems like they're playing a man-to-man zone thing, and then the next thing you know, somebody just drives down the lane and dunks it. I mean, street basketball, you wouldn't even get that close to the rim without getting fouled. I just I, don't understand why it looks so easy on the other team. Okay, and I'm going to – The other g- team just straight yeah. punch, uh, dunks and layups. And I I'll heard you. Off there, thanks for what you do. All right, thank All you. All right. Um, straight line drives and dunks don't happen very often, even against Florida. So I would take issue with that. Here's what happens, though. When that does happen, it's a really loud defensive possession. So when you have those kinds of things, it sticks out in your mind. Um, I, I'm going to come back to the same thing I've said before. Florida is not an overly quick team. So And, and so the question becomes, okay, um, why do we switch? Well, then that becomes a scheme decision by the coaching staff. And i got to tell you that if you don't have team speed, there's no right answer here. I mean, you are just kind of piecing together your defensive stops. And that's where I think our game is anyway. I mean, the, the teams that are locked down defenders, like everybody says, well, Tennessee doesn't allow – they're the, the they're scoring defense is number one in the conference. In the league, yep. Virginia's scoring defense is number one. They hold the ball. Right. They don't play fast. The more appropriate uh, statistic is field goal percentage defense. Now – Virginia's really good. Tennessee's really good so, because they don't play as long on defense because they're holding the ball. So forget the scoring part. It's the number of possessions. It's the tempo of the game that you have to overcome when you play a Tennessee or a Virginia. How many shot clock violations did Tennessee have the other day? Yeah, I mean, they had three or four in yeah. the game, right? Because they hold the ball. But the straight line drives, I, I just don't, I don't see that a whole lot. Now, straight line drives where you have to get – defenders to bite and then kick out that's a bigger problem in my world because if you're allowing a dunk guess what that's two points at a time if you're allowing a kick out for a wide open three that's three at a time play of the week brought to you by center state bank with five alachua county locations to serve you better well in spite of all the difficulties that florida seems to have had on saturday the play of the week was simply john fulkerson's three-point shot it's his first made three of his career yeah uh, shot clock was going to be another shot clock violation. Florida's got all the momentum. I truly believe in watching the game that if Florida, uh, if Fulkerson doesn't make that shot, I think Florida wins the game. I agree. So, with but you. you have to give him credit. Yep. There was nothing wrong with the defense. The shot was just better. So, shot of the week, play of the week, John Fulkerson from Tennessee. Okay. Now, questions of the week brought to you by Paul Gardner Chiropractic, committed to your comfort and care. If you have questions, you can send them to. Hoop, there it is, show at gmail.com. As you can imagine, my friend, we have a lot. Let's run through them. Yes. Frank and Alachua, 
Gators had the worst first half of the season, scoring 17 points, making 10 turnovers in 12 minutes. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me address that part first. Okay. The 10 turnovers was a huge problem. But, again, I'm giving some credit to the Tennessee defense because they took away things in Florida. Those turnovers were frustration turnovers. What was the first part again? Uh, Um, The worst first half of the season, scoring 17 points. Okay. Again, I had the Marshall game. I'm going to come back. Florida scored more than 17 and it was by far a worse half than what they played against Tennessee in terms of shot selection. Um, but the turnovers were legit, yes. Too many. And then, I love this question, why dig such a big hole? Uh, because they want to. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's their favorite thing to do, come yeah. from way back yeah. and win. Now, a better one here from Frank is, did the team go into the game without doing their homework, or did Tennessee just catch the team off guard? Well, again, Tennessee hangs their hat defensively. Um, I, I think, it again, um, part of the game plan defensively against Florida is to make sure Locke doesn't get quality looks. But they also are a much quicker team than Florida. I mean, Eves Ponds is able to match up with Keontae Johnson and kind of limit his ability to drive the ball to the rim. Which he did. Which he did. Okay, so that matchup, they won. So... If, if you don't win enough matchups during the game, you're not going to win on the big board. Greg in Gainesville felt Coach White should have had a technical foul to wake up his players in the first half. When does a coach make a decision to act out and get a tech? You know, that's a million-dollar question. Um, I personally thought the game was too physical, but I think every game's too physical. I mean, Fulkerson looked to me like he was uh, all over Blackshear most of the game, but if the officials don't call it, it doesn't matter. Now, I could say the exact same thing about uh, the way UCF defended uh, Igbanu for um, Tulsa in the game I had on Saturday. It's, we, we have no freedom of movement. The problem is not officials. The problem is officiating, and it's got to change. Uh, Ray and Libo, Baylor's dropping after winning 24 of 25. They lost two of their last three. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Baylor cannot play. Yeah. They are way overrated. Is it besides losing a number one seed, how will all this affect their tournament mojo? It won't. It will not affect it. it, it did, the, was it the 07 team that lost three of their last four going yes. into the NCAA tournament? Yeah. Okay, last time I checked, that, that banner still hangs, right? Yeah, it does. Every game has a life of its own. And when you get to the tournament, and we're going to talk about the tournament in two weeks because we're less than two weeks from Selection Sunday – um, you have to talk about the individual matchups. I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds cliche, but it's very true. Art in Ocala, another wild weekend in college basketball. Love it. Several upsets, shuffle in the top Love 10, it. FSU, Duke, Baylor. Love it. How would that determine the top seeds? Again, um, it comes down to your quality of wins, your avoidance of bad losses, Um for instance, Baylor losing at TCU is no different than Florida losing at Tennessee. Tennessee. It will not ding their resume in any way, shape, or form. Um, now, what it allows, if it doesn't ding your resume, and this is the part people still don't get. That's right. It may not ding your resume, but somebody else may have had a better win, which then jumps your resume. And I use... You know, Kentucky fans have been really upset with Lenardi because he's had them on the four line because they were all upset Kentucky had beaten LSU on the road and Florida at home, and yet teams had jumped Florida like a Creighton. Well, guess what? Creighton's body of work in the last two or three weeks was better than what Kentucky was doing. So that's the part that people don't understand. It may not ding your resume, but it may allow somebody behind you to jump you with a great win. Um. Let's see, Bill in Gainesville. Mark, what are the keys to winning against Georgia and Kentucky? Um, well, let's come back to that at the end of the show. Okay. Because uh, we're going to do that at the end, right? Okay, yep. Randy in Gainesville. Gators went almost 10 minutes without a field goal in the first half. How can this happen as a coach? How do you prevent it? I've, I've, I've answered and an, uh, asked and answered. You Get to the free throw line. Get offensive putbacks. Florida's really not wired that way. Bill in the latch. Well, Michigan State seems to be surging going to the tournament. They were preseason. Oh, one. they're going to win it all now. They're going to win it all. They're on a roll. Could they finish number one again and continue the resurgence? No. No. If you have inconsistent play, chances are you're going to have – throughout four months, chances are you're going to have inconsistent play in a three-week tournament. 
uh, Reggie in Gainesville, can Kansas maintain their number one dominance without Azubuki? Ooh, yeah. No, the answer to that is no. Um, I saw, uh, you know, I saw the injury. He came back and played. He wasn't the same, and I, I know he's listed as questionable in their game Wednesday night. I think they played TCU. I think I saw that. Um, so that's a big factor because if you get somebody, you know, an ankle turn at this time of the year is the worst because yeah. if it needs two or three weeks, are you? You know, can you get to the NCAA tournament? for these kinds of teams, for for the people fighting for a number one seed right now? Can you get to the tournament from this point forward without getting somebody hurt? That is the biggest issue. Dave in Gainesville, uh, Dave, we talked about uh, Florida women's basketball. Mark talked about that. Bob and Star- uh, Bob and Stark, what games you're broadcasting this week? Um, I have um, Wednesday night. I have LSU at Arkansas, so it's kind of a last gasp. For, for Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Um, Arkansas needs LSU to get in the top 30, so that becomes a quadrant one opportunity. Isaiah Joe is back and playing again, but they weren't very good. They couldn't stop anything. L- LSU beat Arkansas earlier in the year. I'm going to give you a number. 79-77, two-point game. LSU was plus 29 in rebound margin. Whoa. They had 29 more rebounds than Arkansas. Now, this is the problem that you know, uh, Muss has had at Arkansas all season long. They're they're small, really small. Yep. Tallest starter six foot seven, Adriel Bailey, and he's out. You know, he, they're outsized at most positions except for the two and the three, where Jones and Joe can kind of <laughs> hold their own. So big game there. I'm at Vandy on Saturday, South Carolina, another bubble team trying to fight their way inside the bubble. Uh, they just can't. They've got a huge game on Wednesday. I'm getting ahead of myself. So I'll come back to that. And then Monday night, next Monday night, I'm on ESPN with the SOCON uh, tournament, the Southern Conference, East Tennessee. Um, wow, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Uh, East Tennessee um, won the conference title yesterday. Um, but that's a great tournament. It's in Asheville, North Carolina. So that's next Monday night. So I've got um, – and then I go on a radio kick. So I'm at – Indianapolis next Tuesday, Nashville next Wednesday, and then I don't know where from there. So it's like a 10-day road trip starting tomorrow. Wow. Chris and High Springs, Florida State lost a close one to Clemson. They're, they're in a slump. Yeah. They're in a slump. They can't win it all. They cannot get to the Final Four. Did it cost them a number one seed? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what he's asking. I mean, it could. It yeah. could have. Um, again, they lost on the road at Clemson. Clemson's now on the bubble. It was a quadrant one game. It did not ding their resume but does a Dayton you know jump them yeah. uh, Dayton has a big game this weekend at Rhode Island so. and, and with Florida State right we all know how good they are switch one to five right but their issue is sometimes they go in those scoring droughts which they did against Clemson yeah that's the Florida State of old yeah I mean the Florida State of this season is basically their offense is kind of elevated to the level of their defense and that's the reason why they're in the discussion for a number one seed uh, Paul in Inverness says, Gators down 19, almost came back to win. They're now experts in comebacks. This has helped them in the tournament. <laughs> no. No, you do not want to do this in the tournament. Trust me. It's a ben, neutral court. You know, it's a neutral setting. Two of the gr- three great comebacks, remember, were here at home. Uh, ben and Melrose, based on recent performance, what are the Gators' chances they beat both Georgia and Kentucky this week? Well, that is a great question, and I'll tell you what's interesting. On According to Ken Palm, and you know I'm a big Ken Palm fan, and I think you are too. I am now. So he lists the percentage, what chance you have of winning every game on your remaining schedule. It's, it's on there. Now, this is a subscription base, so you can't just go there. The chance for Florida to win on the road at Georgia, 58%. That would have been close. The chance for Florida to beat Kentucky at home? Higher. 58%. Oh, wow. What does that tell you about home and road? Yeah. I mean, that's how hard it is to win on the road. Wouldn't you think that the Georgia game would be listed higher than the Kentucky game? Yes, than the Kentucky game. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Kim Palm says they're statistically an even chance for the Gators. Wow. Florida needs one of them. Yep. Adam and Winter Garden. Teams surging, Michigan State, Texas, Providence. Gators had a chance to be in this group but failed. Teams. I'm sorry. Again, I disagree with all that premise. Texas has won a couple of games in a row. Last time I checked, I think Florida has won six of the last eight. Something like that. Yep. Right? Teams heating up late in the season seem to do well in March. That's true. Will these three teams advance to the Sweet 16? 
Uh, same que- same answer here. If you're inconsistent from November through the end of February, chances are you'll be inconsistent in the tournament, um, and it, and it depends on matchups. I, I again, I'm gonna get ahead of all these teams that we're talking about are on my are on the show today. So okay. And finally, Aaron and Bell. Why has the college game become generic? Everybody basically looks like everybody else. There is some truth to that, and the reason being, and I've said this before, there are three prongs to this answer. One is the one-and-dones are not as elite as they have been uh, this particular class. And remember that Wiseman's not playing for Memphis, Memphis that yep. LaMelo Ball's not playing for anybody. Um, and there's one more, but I'm drawing a blank right now. So the one-and-dones aren't as good. All the transfers have spread the talent around the country. I mean, even the guys that you wouldn't think. I mean, uh, Yanni Wetzel from Vanderbilt, who averaged seven. He was a Division II player, went to Vanderbilt, averaged seven points a game, couldn't make a layup. Goes to San Diego State this year. San Diego State's 101 on the season, and he's averaging 12 points and eight rebounds a game, knocked down stretch four. Sometimes it's hard to explain. So the transfers has spread the talent and the new three-point line. And there's no question that the three-point line has has helped in this parity discussion. And he says, uh, is parity actually mediocre? Uh, no, no. If, if all you got to do, if, if you want, if you think the game is mediocre, then here's my suggestion to you: go find a low Division One game in your area, wherever you live, and pay. I don't care, eight dollars to get in. Okay, you buy the cheapest ticket and watch the skill sets of even the lowest players or the you know the low mid-majors or however you want to phrase it I think you'll be shocked but you have to sit down low you have to sit down low to understand how 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 truly special the game how truly special these athletes are okay so that's our questions for Mark this week we'll take a break come back much man I'm sweating yeah much more to come stay with us on hoop there it is Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention is security and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. It's hoop season, and there's many of you out there will try and act like the Gators do on the court and relive the glory days. But when you get the aches and pains from doing the moves you shouldn't be trying anymore, you'll know it's time to see Dr. Paul Gardner, and he'll fix you upright. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they've got affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that'll get you better in no time. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you diagnosed the right way. So call them today at 727-4438. At Center State Bank, they put business first. They're the largest community bank in the state of Florida and understand that small businesses need a community business partner that they can rely on. Center State has five convenient Alachua County locations to serve you better. They invite you to come in and experience the Center State difference. To learn more, visit centerstatebank.com. Center State Bank, member FDIC. Lake Area Metal Solutions is the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators. With lightning fast turnaround times, they can help you beat the rain and the heat this summer. Lake Area Metals is the only metal roofing manufacturer owned and operated in Alachua County, and they are committed to fast, friendly customer service. With over 25 years in the roofing industry, they have the experience, the workmanship, and the attention to detail that you need to get the job done. A proud sponsor of Gator Basketball, visit them today at lakeareametals.com. You may think car buying today is all point, click, deal done. The truth is, the dealer makes all the difference. On-site or online, generations have trusted the family at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet. This week at Davis, save up to $15,000 on new Silverados, a new Equinox, just $199 a month, or buy either with 0% for 72 months. Now at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet on North Main Street. Find new roads. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Welcome back to Hoop, There It Is on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Lori Less with Crime Prevention Security Systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. All right, welcome back. 
to hoop. There it is. Time now for our Chalk Talk segment brought to you by Gators Dockside Wings, Ribs, Seafood, and Sports. Take it away, Mark Wise. Well, I wanted to update everybody on the three-point percentages. We've kind of been keeping up with this all season long, so this is my three-point update. And remember, the magical number is 33.3%. Why is that the magical number? Because it's equal to 50% shooting from two-point range. So last year, 65% of all teams shot 33.3% or better. And 10 of 14 teams in the SEC shot that figure or better. This year, this number has actually come up a little bit. It's just 48%, however, of all teams are shooting that magical number or better. And how about this one? Just four teams in the league are shooting 33.3% or better. And there's no question it has redefined what I think is a bad shooting night in college basketball. Last year, if you went six for 22, that was a bad shooting night. I think I'm seeing a lot more three for 24s around the country this year. And when you do that, that levels the playing field and you get more upsets. Okay. Uh, Let me take it a step further than that. If four of 14 teams are shooting that, are the number of threes down or up? It's down just a little, but not as much as you think. That's my, yeah. And here's the thing that I think, there are two thoughts about this. One is, I think coaches are a little slow to wrap their arms around the mid-range jumper again. Because I think there's great greater value in the two-point shot right now because of this. Mm-hmm. The other part of this equation, and this is for the players, this offseason, I don't care if you're Trey Mann or Sasser from Houston, pick out a, a shooter, you know, I, I don't care who you're talking about. But go into the film room and ask somebody to watch with you, and I want you to go inch by inch beyond the arc. So chart inch by inch when you shoot right at the line what's your percentage when you shoot six inches behind what's your percentage when you shoot a foot watch your percentage because i think the players will be shocked to find out what i believe is the closer you are to the line the better your shot the better your chances of making it and i get it you know hey i'm watching steph curry and james harden with their step back jumpers Here's my advice for all incoming freshmen. Get the step-back jumper out of your game, period. You're not ready for this. And so here's what the other part of the this incoming freshman class had to deal with an even extended further arc. Remember, they didn't have the luxury of going from high school to the old college line to this line. They went from high school to this line. Great point. Great point. And I think that's overlooked. Totally overlooked. And the coaches did not see it coming. I can tell you, I said this to you on the air in November. Mm -hmm. I was talking to coaches, have you noticed? And I don't care who we're talking about. I mean, I I asked this of Cal. I asked this of Kelvin Sampson. Have you noticed any difference in the new three-point line? No, no, not really. Well, then you're not catching on. Because 10 years ago, when we moved the line back, the percentage went down a whole percentage point. Now, it it eventually worked its way back up, and that's what's going to happen in our game as well. Okay. Great stuff. Chalk Talk brought to you by Gator Stockside Wings, Ribs, Seafood, and Sports. Now, it is time for our Sub of the Week, brought to you by Miepa Latin Cafe, home of the Ybor City Tampa Cuban, the Miami Cuban, and the Key West Cuban. Sub of the Week. East Tennessee State won the Southern Conference in dramatic fashion on Saturday. They were playing Western Carolina. They were down seven points with a minute and a half to go. Um, they got a three-point. They got the go-ahead three-point basket by the name of uh, by a guy by the name of Patrick Good. Patrick Good went for a career-high 26 in the game off the bench. And here's the fun part: he's from Johnson City, Tennessee. So the local guy with the great comeback makes the shot to put his team as the number one seed in the SOCON tournament, which guarantees them an NIT berth. All right. Let me ask about a team like that, okay? Right. When you have these so-called mid-majors or whatever you want to right. call them, part of the problem of them getting into a tournament, Mark, is they don't get enough opportunity right. to play bigger teams to get quality wins. Is that a problem for the sport? 
it is a problem for the sport, and I don't see scheduling. Uh, I, I don't see scheduling as part of the solution. I see the tournament being part of the solution. So East Tennessee State is a great example. They're twenty-seven and four. They have one quadrant one win at LSU. So we'll see how much weight that carries. Um, will they get an at-large berth if they don't win the SoCon tournament? I'm not convinced. And and is this a team capable of competing in the NCAA tournament? Absolutely. Winning a game or two in the NCAA tournament? Absolutely. But their metrics just you know aren't good enough. And so they don't get enough opportunities because of the scheduling. It's really difficult to schedule as a, as a mid-major, especially if you're good. Because nobody wants to come to your place and play. Nobody even wants to play you on a neutral court. That's why I've argued we need another Dayton. I would like to see the tournament expand by eight teams. Uh, another Dayton so we're not in, in, in impacting the integrity of the NCAA tournament. It's still a three-week deal. But instead of just Tuesday, Wednesday, and Dayton, how about Tuesday, Wednesday, and pick a city? Boise. Okay, okay. Go on the other side of the country. But of the eight new bids... Four of those have to be designated to teams outside the power whatever conferences. And people will say you can't do that. Well, yeah, you can because football already does it because they guarantee a, what a, is it, a, a what's it called, a, a New Year's Day yeah. six yep. spot. So that already is going on. But you have to give the big guys something too. So I'm giving four new bids to the big guys, four more bids in the NCAA tournament, but four of them go to the um, mid-majors. Interesting. All right, we'll take a break. I can tell you that has had very little traction because <laughs> everybody wants to argue about the bubble. That You're just expanding the bubble. I don't care. The bubble is the same as it was when it was, there were 48 teams. The 48th and 49th team was not winning the NCAA tournament. And this year, the 68th, 69th team, they're not winning the tournament. And one more thing to expand upon the schedule <laughs> thing. Let's take East Tennessee State. Yeah. Okay. So... Because they don't play a lot of, they don't get a lot of quadrant one opportunities. They could if they want to play all on the road, you know, 10 yeah. pay games. So I guess my question then is, I'll just use Duke, okay? Right. So then Duke would be hesitant to play them because... Duke's a bad example because Duke is willing to play people... Give me a better example. At Cameron. Right, yes, at Cameron. Right. That, that's the only way you're... That's the only way you're going to get to play Duke. They're not playing Duke in any MTE, any neutral no, tournament. No, but you don't have anything to lose. Yeah, that, that's a small group of people. Okay. okay. Okay, that's a very small. Kansas is not doing that. They're not playing East Tennessee. Okay. Kentucky's not doing that. I mean. Okay, understand. We'll take a break. Come back. More Hoop There It Is, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI with the highest rated MRI facilities in town. Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes. So you'll have plenty of time to get back to work and live in a life pain free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI. MRI or call them today at 672-6644. How do you decrease your company's turnover? Ask the friendly staff at Radware. Nothing says thank you like a Yeti-style insulated cup with your company name on the side or a pair of Costa sunglasses. When you want to make an impression, Radware is the place to go. Logoed sunglasses, mugs, water bottles, hats, shirts, umbrellas, pens, the list goes on and on. If you can think it, Radware can make it memorable. Locally owned and operated by UF grads, Radware is celebrating its 10-year anniversary. No one does promotional items and customized apparel like Radware. Visit them online today at radwaredesigns.com. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okito America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 a week for after school, and as always, transportation is completely free. Okito America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitoamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okito America today before classes fill up. 
Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Are you buying or selling? Whatever phase of real estate you find, yourself in, you can trust Doreen Weeby at Coldwell Banker MM Parish Realtors. Whether you're moving in or moving out, Doreen Weeby will provide you with the fast, friendly, and reliable service that she has built her reputation on. It's no surprise that Doreen won Best Real Estate Agent in the Gainesville People's Choice Awards. Gainesville, Alachua, Newberry, and all of Alachua County, trust the best and call Doreen Weeby today at 352-562-1411 or visit them online at yourdreamscomehome.com. Welcome back to Hoop, There It Is on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has same-day scheduling available. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Mark Stewart says, uh, are Michigan and Florida in the same boat? How do you see the Wolverines? Is Howard the man? <laughs> well, he was the man in November and December. Then he wasn't the man in January. I mean, they're very similar uh, in terms. Now, Michigan had some injury issues that they had to deal with as well. But um, um, I, 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 there's a lot of teams in that boat. That the one that Florida is in, there are a lot of teams in that boat. There, are, as I've said before, the difference between sixth in the country and thirty-six in the country is one possession. Thirty-six in the country and a hundred and sixth in the country is one possession. Okay, go back to our Campus USA phone line. We'll get to Woody there. Woody, hi. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, Mark, I caught the end of your broadcast uh, last night, and I remember thinking he's got to travel and probably get home in the middle of the night and then get up and do the show, so that's pretty good dedication. Uh, well, thank I you. Impressed. I, I actually laughed out loud when you said you wanted to see someone actually chart inch by inch yes. shooting percentage from the three-point line. I thought that was hysterical, you know, because I was thinking, here's a guy who's really putting it out there that this matters, you know, because I can't stand that watching guys dribble forever in the NBA and then shoot 30, 35-foot shots. Oh, it's pretty spectacular, but it's not good basketball. It's boring to watch. There's nobody, you know, there's no strategy. I actually heard that some NBA guys on the pregame show one time, you know, Charles Barkley, and then say there's there's hardly no strategy. There's no there's no isolation in making matchups. You know that kind of stuff. There's not right. a lot of team basketball when you're doing that. And well, know, I, yeah, I think. The but, he, but here's the problem. Not the problem. Here's the the uh, byproduct of what the NBA is doing, the scoring is at an all-time high. I mean, people want offense, and the analytics have told us that shooting any three is better than most twos. But now you got to remember, when you're watching, and I said this on the air if you were watching the other day, um, Anish Shroff, my partner on the weekend, said um, that you know everybody's watching Steph Curry and and James Harden. Yeah. I said these guys. These guys are horrible role models. Now I'm talking about. I'm talking about yeah. their basketball play. Okay, right. before anybody jumps on me. Yeah. But Jack these are the shot. these are the best players on the planet that have nothing in common with 98, 99 percent of college players. Yeah, I laughed when you said that. You know, because I want to see more passing and movement. Yeah, know? I like it uh, too. But, I'm old school that way. All right, Woody. Yeah. Go, quickly, we got to run. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. Paul Westfall, you know, put up yeah. more points, score more yeah. points. You know, I get that. But, Marshall plays you know, that whatever. way. All right, Woody, thank so, you for your call. Uh, let's bring up John. John, hi. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve and Mark. I've got a quick question for you, Mark. Um, how far back, if Florida loses the next two and, and struggles right. and, and get one and done in the 
tournament, are they out or are they? Where's the lowest seeding that they possibly go back to? Um, I guess they if you if they lost out, so you're saying lose the last three, uh, the two this week and the first in the NCAA tournament. I guess they would be in the ten to eleven, probably on the ten range because you got to remember the quality wins are not going anywhere. Right. They've got some quality wins in their hip pocket. Um, that that are, are are trump cards if you want to play it that way. And I'm talking about the card game, not politically. Um, right. So from that standpoint, those aren't going anywhere. And here's the other thing: Florida wins all tiebreakers with a lot of teams around them based on their strength of schedule, especially in the non-conference. In the it's in the top 20 non-conference strength of schedule. The committee first question the committee asks: Who did you play? They passed there with flying colors. And then um, the second part of that equation is Florida has no warts on its resume. No quad three. Like, lo- something like Florida State and Xavier and stuff like that. Teams like that are moving up. What's that? I said talking about Xavier and Florida State. Florida State's been playing pretty well. And yeah, no been- question. But I'm talking about Florida has no warts yeah. on its resume. No right. quad three, no quad four losses. If you want to, I get asked this a lot, and I'm a little bit surprised at this as well. Why is Arizona's net so high? Why is Michigan State's net so high? Because they have, a, for them, they have a lot of losses. Whether you're talking about, I think Arizona has seven, Michigan State maybe has nine. I think you're immune to that kind of stuff if you do exactly what I just said. Play a great non-conference schedule and don't have warts on your resume. I got you, man. Hey, great show, guys. Talk to you later. John, thank you. Myth. Myth. The committee, if Florida loses out, yeah, okay, does the committee put any weight on that? No. Oh, thank you. No, the timing of losses is is irrelevant. Because you hear that all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, if if what will hurt worse if Florida lost both, and let's say they're the six seven seed, and they lose to on a neutral court, they lose to uh, pick a team, Arkansas, Ole Miss, they lose to Ole Miss. Then, then you start getting dinged that way, but um, the the committee puts just as much weight on beating Providence in December, December, yeah. as they do beating LSU in February. Okay, and and that works both ways. That team people don't understand that either. Kentucky, for instance, is the only team in the top thirty of the net that has a quadrant four loss. loss. Okay, that just that's not going to go away. It's just that they've overcome it because I think they have seven quadrant one wins now. But at the same point in time, if it comes down to the last spot for the number two seed in the South and it's between Duke and Kentucky and they're they're neck and neck, to borrow a Kentucky phrase, going down the stretch, that comes into play. Okay. Coach of the Week, brought to you by Lake Area Metals, the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators. Coach of the Week. Ed Cooley, Providence. Providence has won four in a row. They're playing good. Uh, they're, they're 17 and 12, 10 and 6 now in the Big East, and they just won at Villanova. I've said all along that Providence and South Carolina, more than any two programs I'm aware of in the major conference um, area, uh, have have been kind of the bellwether for for this unpredictable season just roller coaster rides both of them top four teams brought to you by doreen weeby realtor voted yeah, best I, realtor in town by the people's choice award i actually have to look at this because yes. i had to like readjust i've got kansas number one yep i've got gonzaga number two me too i've got dayton number three me too and i got baylor number four do you I'm not dinging Baylor that much for okay. losing on the road at TCU. I, I just put San Diego State in there. Yeah, that's 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 legit. Yeah, but to your point. Yeah, about, I think, I mean, I would have had Florida State in there if they had won the other day yeah. at Clemson. That's not a bad loss. No, but, and and they have been, you know, I've had been high on Florida State all the time. Yeah, but, uh, I that, thought that's who you were going to have on anyway. Yeah, that, that, that just. That it, loss it, stuck with you. This, it did. Yeah. I mean, because the way they lost. And maybe. lost at the buzzer after scoring there with leading. 10 seconds yeah. to go. Yeah, had a big yeah. lead in the second half. Um, okay, Baller of the Week, brought to you by Okito America, your after-school martial arts and birthday party headquarters. Um, last Wednesday was my first live look at the Ant-Man, um, Anthony Edwards, the guard for Georgia, who is um, most mock drafts have him going number one or number two in the league. Uh, in the draft, 
very rarely, Steve, have I ever seen a freshman who I think has the physical ability and the skill set where I would say they are ready for the next level, that there's going to be a learning curve. I'm telling you, this dude is ready. <laughs> he is ready. I don't know what he had the other night. He had 37 the night we had him, and, and uh, he had 26 against Arkansas in the win. Physical, six foot five, um, broad shoulders, plays at different speeds, can create his own look. Um, a lot of people have nitpicked his game, and, and I guess that comes with the territory of being that high up of a draft pick. But um, wow, a special player. You know what gets me, and I, I maybe I'm guilty of it too. When you're a really good player, instead of saying, "Wow, he does this well right. and this well," right. you go the other way. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. I, I don't I, understand that. Yeah, um, I right. get that a lot in my broadcasting career. <laughs> Why <laughs> do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break come back for a final segment of hoop there it is espn 98.1 fm 850 am wruf everyone is raving about titan mri with the highest rated mri facilities in town titan mri is the place to go titan mri is the only locally owned and operated mri center in town joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in gainesville and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area at titan mri the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes so you'll have plenty of time to get back to work and live in a life pain-free don't wait tell your doctor to refer you to titan mri MRI or call them today at 672-6644. It's hoop season and there's many of you out there will try and act like the Gators do on the court and relive the glory days, but when you get the aches and pains from doing the moves you shouldn't be trying anymore, you'll know it's time to see Dr. Paul Gardner and he'll fix you upright. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they've got affordable, no-stress care from sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away. They've got many therapies that'll get you better in no time. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you diagnosed the right way. So call them today at 727-4438. At Center State Bank, they put business first. They're the largest community bank in the state of Florida and understand that small businesses need a community business partner that they can rely on. Center State has five convenient Alachua County locations to serve you better. They invite you to come in and experience the Center State difference. To learn more, visit CenterStateBank.com. Center State Bank, member FDIC. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Iapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at miapalatincafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Lake Area Metal Solutions is the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators. With lightning fast turnaround times, they can help you beat the rain and the heat this summer. Lake Area Metals is the only metal roofing manufacturer owned and operated in Alachua County, and they are committed to fast, friendly customer service. With over 25 years in the roofing industry, they have the experience, the workmanship, and the attention to detail that you need to get the job done. A proud sponsor of Gator Basketball, visit them today at lakeareametals.com. Welcome back to Hoop, There It Is on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. We welcome you back. If you got a, want to get a quick call on the Campus USA phone line, you can, 392-8255. But now we'll do our Team of the Week brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators, Real Gators Drive Davis. Mark, I was looking for a Team of the Week, and I thought, going in, Maryland, uh, they got beat. Okay, then I thought, okay, let me do Auburn. There, uh, they got beat. So I don't have a team of the week. If you're on the bubble, life is fragile to say the least, right? Well, this team beat Texas Tech earlier in the week and then went on the road and won at West Virginia. No, even though West Virginia is in a little bit of a funk right now. Yeah. 
So my team of the week, Lon Kruger's Fighting Sooners of Ooh. Oklahoma, okay. who got themselves on the right side of the bubble with those two quality wins. Okay. Oh, and the other team was Creighton. Yeah, they, they, they got they were and they got yeah, blasted. They, yeah, they so. have won ninety two in a row, and then you pick them. I understand. <laughs> see? So, I, I see what's going on here. Yeah, Don't so. pick the Gators Wednesday. <laughs> uh, all right, and uh, finally, games to watch. Brought to you by Radware, your promotional and custom apparel headquarters. Well, speaking of Texas Tech, and we spoke of Baylor uh, earlier. Texas Tech at Baylor tonight, Tuesday night. I'm going to call this the bubble elimination game, bubble trouble game. Mississippi State at South Carolina. Losers done. Who do you like there? Well, you know, I had the first game between these two when Mississippi State won at home. Mississippi State surprised me a little bit winning at Missouri the other day. Um, I'll take South Carolina at home, but, man, it's, <laughs> it's, that's a tough pick. I could see your face. Oh, I was really struggling. Wednesday night, Villanova at Seton Hall. Ooh, good game. That's yeah. a good game. And Dayton is at Rhode Island. That's the only team I think that could disrupt Dayton's run that they've been on right now. Thursday night, Wichita State's at Memphis. And you referenced the Wichita State comeback yesterday. I think they were down 23 with 13 to go or something. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And then uh, SMU couldn't make shots. Friday night, uh, Buffalo's at Bowling Green in the MAC. And then Saturday starts Champ Week, believe it or not. I mean, there will be some tournament finals on Saturday and, of course, Kentucky here in Gainesville on Saturday. All right, we'll take a break, come back, wrap up our hoop. There it is for today, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. You may think car buying today is all point, click, deal done. The truth is, the dealer makes all the difference. On-site or online, generations have trusted the family at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet. This week at Davis, save up to $15,000 on new Silverados, a new Equinox, just $199 a month, or buy either with 0% for 72 months. Now at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet on North Main Street. Find new roads. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at MiapaLatinCafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. How do you decrease your company's turnover? Ask the friendly staff at Radware. Nothing says thank you like a Yeti-style insulated cup with your company name on the side or a pair of Costa sunglasses. When you want to make an impression, Radware is the place to go. Logoed sunglasses, mugs, water bottles, hats, shirts, umbrellas, pens, the list goes on and on. If you can think it, Radware can make it memorable. Locally owned and operated by UF grads, Radware is celebrating its 10-year anniversary. No one does promotional items and customized apparel like Radware. Visit them online today at radwaredesigns.com. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Welcome back to Hoop, There It Is on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. A couple of emails to say goodbye. Ryan says he's starting a petition, Mark, to have John Fulkerson's last name changed to Flukerson <laughs> after that dagger three. But dude's got low post moves a la McHale. And then no, the- stop. John Fulkerson is a really good college post player. He, he has nothing like Kevin McHale. Uh, Daryl says Gators haven't won in Knoxville since 2014. Do you think it's a psychological thing? Yes, they hate our... it. They hate Knoxville. No, I, it's not no. psychological. It's hard to win on the road. Period. Yeah. And and those kids, I promise you, do not know that they lost up there in whatever year. Well, not only that, but um, the last time I checked, um, Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield was pretty good, and there that's three of the years. So yeah. I mean, you're just you know, it's it's. They've got a nice place. They, that redo that they did, what was that, 10 years ago now? Yeah. It's just fabulous. Yeah, that is. place is the Thompson Bowling Arena. Uh, they fill it up most of the time. Yeah. Um, I've had Tennessee twice this year, I think, maybe three times. Um, they're a different team. They struggle to score at times. Um, they've changed the way that they've had to play because they play low possession games now. Jordan Bowden, for the most part,'s had a – Really tough senior year, year shooting yeah. the shooting the basketball. Yeah, one of their freshmen uh, who was so highly uh, touted, Josiah James, has really struggled. Was played pretty good. New arc Saturday it was good, especially in the first half. Yeah. Um. So they lost Lamonte Turner. They've had a strange year. You yeah. know, Vescovi coming in at the break, and and the uh, big white dude who's now coming in and playing all. I can't say his name. Plopsich or something. Yeah. Um. So it's been a strange year for Tennessee. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tennessee maybe in the NIT. I think the SEC will have at least two or three teams in the NIT. And before anybody says anything, there is nothing wrong with playing in the NIT. It's not the tournament you wanted. Oh, I get boy. that. But it is not, there is nothing. The NIT serves a different purpose for a different program at a different time. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody every year. But for a Tennessee team to go through what they've gone through, I think the NIT would be marvelous. For South Carolina to have a bounce back, um, I'm anxious to see if South Carolina gets Justin Manaya back. That would really help them down the stretch here. Um, Alabama, how about Alabama and Arkansas? If they don't make the NCAA tournament for what those guys have done in their first years at the job, I'm talking about Musselman and Oates, I and mean, the NIT would be a marvelous thing. So I don't, I don't want to hear about the, the, the NIT as the other tournament. I get that argument, okay? But it certainly serves a purpose. I love it from a broadcaster standpoint because they mess around with the rules. Yes. And a lot and of the some rules, of those have been adopted. That's exactly right. Yes, and I, I, I love that. Yes. Because they're, they're, they're willing to experiment, and it also helps because – being what that is to some. It's the second tournament, right? That's okay. It gives you a chance to watch it and see something different. Well, I here's like the, that. Here's the other thing. If you're not in the football playoffs, you're in an NIT bowl. Yeah, you are. It's the same thing, so I don't want to hear that. Okay. Now, I'll certainly catch flack for that because I'm sure that, you know, and I've got a dear friend uh, uh, was at my wedding who works for the Outback Bowl. And and I get it, okay. But it, <laughs> but if you're in the Outback Bowl or the or the help me out Potato Bowl or yeah. whatever it is, direct yeah. it's an NIT the tax Slayer Bowl, and it has great value. I'm not belittling that. Yeah. But you can't say that the bowl games, all the bowl games that we have, are better than the NIT. It just that just doesn't exist. Okay. Let's, wow. Let, we're not Good doing, thing we're at the end. We're not doing football here. Okay. Let, let's get let's refocus at the end to <laughs> basketball here. We're getting close to the tournament, Mark Wise. All right. I digress. Florida goes to Georgia. Um, yeah. Uh, let's get back to Georgia and Kentucky. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Georgia's playing a little better of late. How tough is this on the road for Florida? Well, it, when you said it's on the road. Yeah. Okay. It's a quadrant two game, so it's not quadrant three, quadrant four. It will not kill Florida's resume, but it could add a little value to another quadrant two win. And the t- remember, who'd you play, who'd you beat, where'd you beat them? Mm-hmm. So the committee wants to see that you can win road games or neutral court games. That's why the win at South Carolina was so important. That's why the wins over Providence and Xavier were so important. It's why the win over Vandy 
on the road is important because it's showing you can win on the road. It's important. Um, I think Anthony Edwards could get 35 and Florida still win. What Florida cannot allow to happen, Hammonds was really good against Arkansas the other day. I think he had 22 points. Tyree Crump is a senior who's had a tough shooting year. He made four threes the other day. So if they, if the complementary guys perform well, especially offensively, because Georgia's not great defensively, but they can really score and they spread the floor and they can be difficult to guard at times. But if those guys help out, then, then you're asking for a lot of trouble. There's a school, and you don't want to get behind again. I mean, no. that, that Florida has to play better in in the starts of some games. There's a school of thought, and I've heard this from a lot of people that you know Florida played Kentucky really tough. So at home, you know, well, every game has yeah, a life of thank its you. own. Yes, it, 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 you just cannot connect the dots that way. I mean, Florida and LSU played three overtime games last year. The first time they met this year. Close. They, they, two-point game, and then Florida waxes them by 15. Every game has a life of its own. So getting on to the Kentucky game, um, you know, I think Emmanuel quickly is in the conversation for player of the year. That's how, really? Yes. I think he's been that good. Okay. Um, so they have the three-guarded, um, um, tough-to-defend perimeter players in Maxie and Hagens and quickly. Nick Richards has had an all-conference kind of year. They're, this is not the deepest team. Sestina is playing a little better on the uh, um, shooting the ball a little bit off the bench. Um, this is basically a seven-man rotation. Uh, I think it'll be a wonderful game on Saturday. Uh, I could easily see it being a tied game with five minutes to go. Okay. Um, Mark has much work to do um, and watch his broadcast as he does his thing this week. And, of course, uh, The madness! Talk. That's right. The madness! We'll it's talk. March! We'll talk it's more. March. We're in the madness right now. We are. Sports scene is next. Stay with us. Worry less and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, crime prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Thank you for listening to Hoop There It Is with WRUF Steve Russell and ESPN basketball analyst Mark Wise. Hoop There It Is is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to find the podcast on iTunes.